shot. It's goals! And the Ballers win! Helena is no longer undefeated! I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Barons win! Barons win! Cody Jansen stopped 92 out of 95 shots, including a penalty shot in overtime. Somehow he still only wound up the third star of the game. You like that? Jansen has a heart. Y'all smoked it, crack! Get it rolling. It's Cody Jansen. Oh, I don't have any music going. I guess that's just how we're going to start off cold as we get it. What's going on? Thrill Hockey Report. Cody Jansen with you. We are coming to you live. Oh, we got people in the chat already. We'll get to that in a second. Hey, we're coming to you live. It's a Wednesday. Game four Stanley Cup final tonight. Are you ready for it? Because I know I sure am. It's going to be an exciting one. Tampa's back in the series. Like we've said from the get-go, never be wrong. Tampa's back. We knew they were going to win game three. Easy. We would never be wrong on that stuff. Hey, say what's up if you're in the chat. Let us know where you're watching from. Let us know if you got a prediction for the game tonight. Maybe a thought on the NHL awards. It's a jam-packed show. We got so much to get to. And, and I'm telling you, for a playoff episode, oh, I'm excited for this one. From Hockey Night in Canada, NHL on Rogers Sportsnet. Dan Murphy's going to hop on after the first commercial break here. DeAndre Luke from NBC News is going to hop on to talk bolts and we're capping it all off with Ben Holden play-by-play voice. You've heard him around a lot of big 10 stuff coming his way. You know, we got to pick his brain about the Stanley cup final. I know he's been golfing as well. We'll get an update. Oh man. There is so much to get to on world hockey report today. As we say, Hey, what's going on in the chat? Von hook is in there. Lil Jason. What's up? going on little jason hey make sure you're subscribed if you're on the hockey podcast network youtube definitely definitely get it going jason he's all on colorado tonight if you got a score prediction you can let us know as well we're on twitter at world hockey rpt i'm there personally at janner on pxp and we're coming to you live today from the pro rock broadcast studios guys if you want the best hockey sticks or the best price point pro rock hockey sticks go check it out today ProRock.com. You're not going to be disappointed if you're a hockey player. Pro Rock's what you should be using. Tyler Cole's in the chat as well. Uh, yeah, usually the co-host, he'll be here Friday, handling the heavy lifting on Friday. Said if hockey had something similar to a live golf, which teams would defect from the NHL? I love that question. I love that one. Well, it's got to be the big names, right? Like it's, you know, for live golf, it's your Phil Mickelson's. It's your Dusty Johnson's. It's the guys they want. I think they just got Brooks Kampka. So you got to assume it's the big names that are sick and tired of keeping these organizations that bring in less money afloat. Like, let's just be real here. Original six NHL's version of live golf. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's the New York Rangers, probably the Edmonton Oilers. I'm trying to think of like most profitable teams in the league. Your Pittsburgh Penguins. Your LA Kings. I don't know who's the most profitable team in the NHL. Who even knows this stuff, Tyler? But I'm saying there's going to be six of them, and it all starts with the Toronto Maple Leafs because they're not winning a Stanley Cup anyway. 
So they might as well try something else. The Rangers, you're going to tackle on dollar bills. Yep, they'll be gone. I could see like a Minnesota Wild probably hopping out. I could see, I don't know if the fans would love it, but again, you know, a better chance to win, probably a little bit more guaranteed revenue or revenue to keep. You got to go down to greediest owners. So like Boston's probably up there. Maybe the Flames. I don't know. It's an interesting one, though. If you've got a thought, join the conversation right now. As you said, on the show. Okay, let's quickly go over through uh, some of those NHL awards from last night. Not that anyone really cared or watched. Austin Matthews wins the Hart and the Ted Lindsay Award. Kale McCarn gets the Norris. I don't think Yossi got robbed. That was Adam's tweet. I'm telling you for free. That should not be a point award. This is for the best defenseman in the NHL, and the best damn defenseman in the NHL is Kale McCarn. He deserves the Norse. It's that simple in my mind. Calder goes to Moritz Sider. I was worried for a little bit that Bunting might get it. Sider's the obvious choice. Igor Shesterkin gets the Vesna. Hey, he had a great season, and he carried his team to the Eastern Conference Finals, so I think that's well-deserved as well. Uh, Selkie goes to Patrice Bergeron, Art Ross, Connor McDavid, Antti Ronta against the Jennings, along with Freddie Anderson, Daryl Sutter, Jack Adams. You know, we've gone through most of these already. Big one, Austin Matthews for Hart. Is that just voter fatigue? Like, you can't tell me the best player in the NHL last season was Austin Matthews. Most impressive goal scorer? Sure. Win the Rocket Richard. Whatever it is. Not the best player. Not the most valuable player. Again, we could have this argument for days and years probably, but it's Connor McDavid. Like, no one really comes that close to Connor McDavid. Austin Matthews goal scoring wise. Yep. He is a damn good player. He ain't Connor McDavid telling you that. Okay. We do got to head off to a commercial break. Go here in a second. You got a question for uh, any of our guests. Definitely reach out. Oh man. That's an interesting one. Tyler. I knew you were going to throw something in the chat too. And now you got the gears going. So if there's a live golf tour that pops up for the NHL, which teams do you think defect? Let us know in the comment in the chat, shoot us a text comment, whatever you want. Cause I think that's an interesting question. We're going to get to a lot more of that. Don't forget Billy smelling salts. Go to shopbillies.co, the best in the game. I got a shipment on the way. They're sending me some stuff. It's coming our way here. Shopbillies.co, the best smelling salts in the game. Use promo code WHR. Save yourself some money. Okay, we're back after the break with the one and only Dan Murphy. Yes, the one. Hockey Night in Canada, NHL on Rogers Sportsnet. D'Angelo's lose up as well. We'll talk bolts with her and still to come. Ben Holden, you're watching World Hockey Report. We're coming to you live on the Hockey Podcast Network in 12-ounce sports. Get ready to win with Billy's Smelling Salts. Billy's Smelling Salts are for gamers, athletes, and competitors alike who want to get in the zone. Us at World Hockey Report teamed up with Billy's, and if you use the promo code WHR when checking out, you'll save yourself some money. The highest quality smelling salts in the game and at the best price point if you use the promo code WHR on Billy's. Billy's Smelling Salts. Get ready to win.
Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. It's Stanley Cup playoff time in the NHL. And if you want to save some money on your next ticket purchase, sign up for SeatGeek and use promo code WHR when checking out. It's that simple on SeatGeek. When you use promo code WHR on your first purchase, you'll save World Hockey Report, Cody Jansen with you. It's a beautiful, beautiful Wednesday. Game four, Stanley Cup final tonight. If you got a prediction, text us right now. Get your comments and thoughts in on the phone from NHL Hockey on Rogers, Sportsnet Hockey Night in Canada. It's Dan Murphy. Dan, how are you enjoying the first three games of this series? You know, it's been a bit of a roller coaster ride, at least, you know, for the two teams. Um, I really didn't get the sense in these whole playoffs that Tampa was in trouble, except for in two points. And that was game six against the Leafs. And then after game two of this cup final, I really got the feeling of the sense that, oh boy, this might be it for the defending, defending champions. Uh, because they looked, you know, outmatched, uh, outskilled. Uh, certainly they couldn't skate with the avalanche, but... You know, I guess we should know by now not to write off the lightning after one game of a series or even two games of a series because you just can't kill these guys. And I was super impressed uh, because they could just go. I mean, they've won two championships, most of the guys on the roster. It could be easy enough to say, let's go into the night. This is too hard. Uh, but they always find a way to punch back. And so I'm happy as a fan because I didn't want to see this be a quick series. And I'm, I'm still hoping we see these two teams go six or seven. Were you a little worried about Andre Vasilevsky after game two? I was, and it's the same, you know, silly worries that I had about the team. You know, it's it's such a small sample size. And, and this is what we do in the playoffs, right? You overanalyze single games, and then you overanalyze the next game because that's what you have to do. So you start thinking, well, this, you know, Vasilevsky's in trouble here. He is not performing well. He's, uh, the Avs have his number. And then, sure enough, just like his teammates, he comes back with a stellar performance. And uh, they have to look at the big body of work. Could he go cold for a few games? Sure, he could. Uh, but I, you know, I was kicking myself for not only questioning the, the, the Lightning, but also their goaltender, who's been just, you know, at the top of the game for the last few seasons here. Am I crazy to think that Corey Perry and Patrick Maroon had two of the biggest impacts on game three, because it felt like every couple of minutes we were seeing them and talking about them just because they were all over the place. 
Yeah, and I think, you know, the, the, the Lightning, and because of the players they have, and you mentioned two of them there, they're kind of like a chameleon. They can play any style you want, right? If, if you, you want to play a skill game, they can do that. If you want to bog things down in the neutral zone and play defensive, they can do that. Uh, they can score off the rush. They can play kind of that half-court game. And those two guys are two of the guys that are masters of the half-court game and really grinding teams down, not just mentally but physically. Um, and I was super impressed with, with Maroon's goal, especially cutting the net and, and going shelf. Uh, but these are two, you know, crappy veterans. And we often see in the playoffs that sometimes the top lines equal each other out, right? And, and then that's when the depth shines through. And I'm not saying that Colorado doesn't have depth. Surely they do, and they might have Kadri back tonight. Uh, but uh, in those games like that, when you see Perry and Maroon, guys playing in a bottom six role, uh, be able to step up in big moments and score those goals, it's, it's super impressive, considering you know how long in the tooth Perry is and how much hockey he's played the last three years, uh, going to the cup final three consecutive seasons. And the same could be said for Maroon, except it's four consecutive seasons. And Perry certainly isn't a rookie anymore. Hey, Dan, you're a little more dialed in than most people here. What's the word on point? You think we see him again this series? I don't know. I mean, usually coaches will uh, stretch it out if he thinks there's a chance. Uh, It seems pretty emphatic with the way that Cooper addressed it um, prior to uh, uh, during the off day. Uh, Said he's not available right away. It wasn't like we'll see. So... I, I would just considering how the playoffs have gone for him, I would I would say I doubt it. Uh, but I'm not on the ground there. Um, this this series, you know, I, I worked the last series at the Colorado St. Louis, uh, part of that. So um, I, I would doubt it personally. But then again, if the series goes six or seven, uh, maybe you can bring him in and just use him in spot duty uh, as the power play and, and a specialist like that. So I wouldn't rule him out, but I wouldn't bet on him playing, that's for sure. And you think we see Kadri tonight? I look like he was a full participant in the morning skate. Uh, and, man, that would be a huge addition um, for Colorado. And, like, it, just for the the mere fact, like, let's say he's, like, if he got a broken thumb, obviously, it's uh, he had the surgery, the procedure. Uh, let's say it still doesn't feel quite right for him well he's such an outstanding skater he's such an outstanding checker um that he's still going to be useful even if he doesn't have you know the real high-end offensive side of his game available to him i think he's such a a valuable piece to their team and their depth uh that even if you know he's not the guy we saw score a hat-trick in that game uh in st louis uh even if he's not that guy uh he can still be effective he can still be valuable in a PK role, in a checking role, in a matchup role, uh, just because of the, the style of game he plays. How much confidence do you have in Colorado's goaltending that they can win two more in this series? <laughs> I mean, I guess I have a, a little bit of confidence. That team, uh, I still think when they're at their best, they are the best right now. Um, they've had a couple of hiccups along the way here. I mentioned that St. Louis series where the Blues you know, kind of pushed back a couple of times. But I've never seen, at least not in my recent memory, a team that plays that regroup and attack uh, so well. Like, especially in the second period, the long change, they just turn around and shove it down your throat again. It has a lot to do with the way the defensemen skate and move the puck. Uh, But when they're at their best and playing that, I don't think any team can really counter it. So if they've got that type of game, then the goaltending shouldn't really matter. Uh, that much as long as he's not giving games away. And I think the last last game, you could say a couple game goals were eh, iffy, 
But what they really need is him to make a big save at a big moment in those times. And I think they go back with him today, obviously. Uh, and I still have Francois in their back pocket. So I believe they can win with that goaltending. But, I mean, if we see Vasilevsky get red hot and Kemper is just average or below average, all bets are off. Dan Murphy, my guest from NHL Hockey on Rogers. Do you think the Avs need more than Ethan McKinnon here? Yeah, maybe a little bit more. And, you know, it, it's funny sometimes he's, he can, you know, you notice him all the time, right? I mean, he's, he's so active out there. He's going a million miles an hour. Uh, offensively, he had been dynamite um, throughout these playoffs. And so, you know, maybe he hasn't had his signature moment yet, but that's kind of what happens in playoffs. I mean, these are, He's got the toughest minutes uh, in terms of the other team's checking and defensive pairs. Uh, but all it takes is one game to have that moment. Um, and surely uh, he's got that in, whether it be, you know, five on five or five on four. Um, they don't need for him to be the best player on the ice. Uh, they've got a lot of other, uh, you know, tools <laughs> at their disposal. But I think that uh, I think we still haven't seen his best in the series. And, and all it takes is one game for that to happen. So we'll leave it at this, and I know you're out west, Dan. Talk to me about how impressed you are with Bowen Byram and the role that he's been for him too. You know, um, you know, he's a Vancouver Giant, uh, a local guy, and just reading about him this season with those concussion problems and, and like leaving the team, taking personal leave because it had affected him so much physically and mentally. Right? It was very tough on the young man. Uh, so to see him come back and when Gerard went out. On that hip on Barbashev, uh, you knew that Byron was going to have to play an elevated role. And, man, he has showcased his skills. We knew he was dynamic. Um, you know, and there was word, actually, when he was coming up that maybe he was going to make Gerard expendable because you really need uh, defensemen. Now, I'm sure you can have as many as you want, but I, I think that, that he's proven that he can play up the lineup. He can play a bigger role. Um, and I think that he is focusing right now more so on his defensive side of things. He hasn't really, um, you know, taken any chances offensively because we've seen in the past that Junior especially, and even uh, in his rookie season, that he's got big-time offensive capabilities. So uh, I've been super impressed and more just happy for the young man who had such a difficult last year and a half. Dan, appreciate you taking the time. Enjoy game four tonight. Thanks again for hopping on. Okay. Appreciate you having me on. Get ready to win with Billy's Smelling Salts. Billy's Smelling Salts are for gamers, athletes, and competitors alike who want to get in the zone. Us at World Hockey Report teamed up with Billy's, and if you use the promo code WHR when checking out, you'll save yourself some money. The highest quality smelling salts in the game and at the best price point if you use the promo code WHR on Billy's. Billy's Smelling Salts. Get ready to win.
Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. It's Stanley Cup playoff time in the NHL. And if you want to save some money on your next ticket purchase, sign up for SeatGeek and use promo code WHR when checking out. It's that simple on SeatGeek. When you use promo code WHR on your first purchase, you'll save It's World Hockey Report, Cody Jansen with you. Follow us on Twitter at World Hockey RPT. Our SeatGeek big guest of the day. Use promo code WHR and SeatGeek. Save 20 bucks off your first purchase. DeAndre Luke coming to us from NBC News now, former Tampa Bay Lightning reporter. DeAndre, how are you enjoying the Stanley Cup final? I am absolutely loving it. You guys know this about me. I'm glued to my TV. Um, and I really appreciate you having me back on. I think it's like our one-year reunion from last year, so... Um, I'm really excited to be here. Oh, probably. I, again, we were talking to you cup time last year as well. The bolts still buzzing. Are, are you a little surprised they're going for the three-peat, or did you actually have full confidence in this team? Um, you know, I did not. I This was not my prediction. I did predict that the Avalanche would make it this far. Um, winning three Stanley Cups in a row is just completely unheard of. So um, if anyone could do it, it would be the Lightning, obviously. It's very different, very different storyline from last year when I spoke with you. Uh, this Avalanche team, they're big, they're fast. Uh, they're a great matchup for the Lightning. Um, yeah, so so I'm really excited and uh, it's it's been a thrill to watch them. When were you more scared these playoffs? When you're going to game seven with the Toronto Maple Leafs in round one or the Eastern Conference final when you're down 2 nothing to the Rangers? Like when were you like, oh boy, maybe we're not going to the cup final this year? Can I, can I, if I'm, I'm just being honest here? Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people were really worried in, when we played Toronto, okay? I was not. I was, I was ready to go. When we were playing the Rangers and we were down by two, <laughs> um, I was worried. I was really worried. I thought this was it. You know, this team is, they've won two Stanley Cups in a row. They've given everything that they have and they just don't have the fuel to do it. And then we won four in a row. So this time around, I have to say, obviously the Avalanche, they're a really good team. Um, it's a little bit of a different story as it was with the Rangers. However, I'm not super worried. I'm not. I think that uh, if anyone can do it, it's them. And I was talking a lot about this uh, just in the past few days with people that are actually, you know, covering the games is there is a huge mental aspect to winning the cup. So you can be a great team 
You can have a great goalie. You can do everything right. But if you cannot come out of a loss in the Stanley Cup final, it's going to be really hard to win a game. And I think that is where experience really comes in for the Lightning. Well, I think that's why guys like Pat Maroon have been so successful, right? Like, it's not like they're going to win a Hart Trophy anytime soon, but if they've got the right attitude, the right mentality of Corey Perry as well, that's definitely a game changer. But back to the Leafs point. So you're saying you weren't worried of Hart Trophy winner Austin Matthews or what? I really, I really had faith. I really did feel in my gut that they were going to come through. Um, everyone around me was nervous, but I was like, no, this is it. Like, this is, they're the champs. I knew that they would come through. Last series, I thought that was it for them. Um, and I don't know. I've got faith in them. I think if anyone can do it, it is the lightning. And, and again, they just keep pushing through. It's incredible to watch. So you're a Florida kid. What's Tampa like at this time of year? You've seen Stanley Cup finals there. We see the watch parties outside. Like, what's yep. the buzz around there from people you know? I'm going to take this opportunity to defend my city because we get a lot of hate from the hockey community. But I'm going to just, like, lay it out for you guys. We have a hockey arena that was actually just renovated uh, not that long ago. It's overlooking the bay walk where there's bars and restaurants. There's huge watch parties. And the entire city is decked out in lightning gear and... Pretty much the city is like that year round. They have a huge fan base. They're very loyal. Everyone hates on us. And I remember we were playing the Rangers. I realized that there's a lot of Rangers fans during the year that wear lightning jerseys. And then we play them in the playoffs. They pull out the Rangers jerseys and throw them on and go. But they live down in Florida during the year. And that's just kind of how it works. So um, I know it's, it's, it's buzzing down there. Everyone is out. My parents were at the game. Like everybody is totally obsessed with hockey so, so i'll write the headline for you rangers city. fans are frauds i mean i i didn't say it but i'm not gonna argue with that i'm not gonna argue with it there's a okay. lot of people from New York that live in tampa the crazy thing for me how were stanley cup final tickets going for 250 dollars like that that was on <laughs> that uh it, oh it's the ticket it's it's uh john buchagross he does that ticket uh, yeah. thing and he tweeted it out there so that's right 253 bucks or something like that were the cheapest tickets wow. to get in like that doesn't get you into an Edmonton Oilers regular season game yeah I don't know I didn't see that um but I did see your tweet about that and I was going to question you on that um I don't know I don't well, again, know we've never been wrong ever so <laughs> maybe we can find the old tweet and everything I just thought that was insane so I'm like if you could actually go to a cup final game for 253 bucks like you'd be better off you could probably fly from Edmonton to Tampa and go watch it cheaper than just going to a round one game for them I will the Kings. I was trying to get my parents tickets early that morning and I was told it was like 600 face value in the 300 level so uh maybe it went up and down throughout the day but my parents ended up way up top, <laughs> maybe, right maybe behind was, the wall. <laughs> maybe so, it was Twitter lying to us, but Twitter would never be wrong. So no, Twitter's always right. I always—that's my first source. Everything is Twitter. So okay, know. we we gotta talk game one and two though, because like game one was so close, obviously, and then game two just felt like a different planet. But like, was there ever a time where you started to doubt Andre Vasilevsky and be like? maybe this is where he's met his match. 
Um, I do think that the Avalanche are a really good match for Vasilevsky, but I also will say that in game two, he had zero help. Like McDonough was so off. Hedman, I don't even know what planet he was on, but he just looked like he was not fully there. And I think that also with the Lightning, we don't really see them lose like that. <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. Yeah, and you're just like, what is going on? Um, I don't question Vasilevsky. He's he's a great goalie, and and then we saw it again. Um, we know he's great, but it it was interesting. I'm like, what's going on here? He also he had no help. I mean, he's just sitting there by himself, pucks flying back and forth. <laughs> um, so no, I didn't blame him. I didn't blame him, and I did see a lot of. Uh, Obviously, we're going back to Twitter, but, uh, you know, people ask me if we're going to pull Vasilevsky. I'm like, no, why would you? That's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. So, yeah, I'm sure people would not overreact if Brian Elliott starting game three for the Bulls. <laughs> that's uh, that's an insane take. But Braden Point now, he's out. Yes. He tried. Do you think we see him again in the series? Or do you think it's like, hey, if he can't go to start, like, good luck? You know, I saw that Coop uh, probably about an hour, an hour ago in the press conference said that, you know, he's not ruled out for the series, but he's ruled out for tonight. I don't see Braden Point coming back in the series. I think when he first got injured, there was a lot of panic because he's always been such a clutch player in the playoffs. You know, right when you need a goal, he's going to score a goal. And that's how that's how we win. That is how we win is with Braden Point. However, they've made adjustments and they show that they can win without him. And something that I noticed is when he was on the ice, his rhythm was off. And I felt like it was kind of throwing off their whole team. So I think we've made the adjustments and we have to keep it moving. Uh, I don't think he's going to be back in the series at all. And Nazem Kadri, while it sounds like he's going to be coming back tonight, or at least for game five, if not tonight, does that worry you a little bit? Like that guy's an ultimate pest out there. Yeah, it does. I think he is coming back tonight literally five minutes before I got on here. Um, I was I was hearing that he is going to be back tonight. Um, yeah, no, it's going to be a tough game. This is make or break. And people have been asking me what my predictions are for the series. And I really do not have one. I think tonight is the deciding factor. You know, obviously, if the Lightning lose at home, that's pretty much going to be it for them. And, and the Avalanche are a great team. And they are incredibly fast. Um, but also, the Lightning are a different team at home. So... So if they they can do it, they can definitely do it. We just have to see what team shows up. How big or how weird is it for you cheering for Corey Perry now after <laughs> having to hate him for two years? Oh my God. You know, it took me an entire season. It took me an entire season to even just accept that he's on the team, but I'm so glad we're on the other end. Do you know what I mean? Oh, 100%. Uh, you hate when you play against him, but you'd love him if he's on your team. It's like a Brad Marchant. Oh God, I can't even imagine that. But uh, but yeah, Corey Perry. Um, you know, I'm a fan. I'm glad. I'm glad he's on our team, and especially in the playoffs. And you know, in the beginning of the playoffs, he was really. I mean, he was scoring. He was doing really well. I mean, he still is. But I'm. That's when I fully accepted that that he was a bull. Okay, Deandra, we'll leave it at this here. I know you're a football fan too. Is Gronk actually done? Like, do you think this is the last we're going to see of him in the NFL? I do. I do. I know that there's a lot of, of mixed messaging, but uh, that he could come back at the end of the season, that he just doesn't want to do trading camp, and Tom Brady could call him before the playoffs. I think he's done. 
And I think Brady will be done after this year. Oh, yes. I think those are my, those are my predictions. So you're saying one more boat parade. Yeah, I think, I don't know. Like I, I, I'm saying, yeah, maybe one or two more boat parades. I'm saying maybe one for the lightning, maybe one for the bucks. We don't know. What a tough world to be a Tampa fan right now. <laughs> hey, Deandra, thank you so much for hopping on. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Get ready to win with Billy's Smelling Salts. Billy's Smelling Salts are for gamers, athletes, and competitors alike who want to get in the zone. Us at World Hockey Report teamed up with Billy's, and if you use the promo code WHR when checking out, you'll save yourself some money. The highest quality smelling salts in the game and at the best price point if you use the promo code WHR on Billy's. Billy's Smelling Salts. Get ready to win. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. It's Stanley Cup playoff time in the NHL, and if you want to save some money on your next ticket purchase, sign up for SeatGeek and use promo code WHR when checking out. It's that simple on SeatGeek. When you use promo code WHR on your first purchase, you'll save $20. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Cody Jansen, World Hockey Report. We are coming to you on Wednesday. Game four, Stanley Cup final tonight. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good one. Bolts, Avs. Who you got? Let us know in the comments right now. Conversation's been buzzing. We'll get to some of those a little later on. But if you've got a prediction, you can let us know right now. Hey, big NHL news from today. Haven't really touched on it too much. Probably won't, though. Paul Maurice going to Florida. Brunette's out of a job. It's a little weird, don't you think? He was up for a Jack Adams finalist. Well, we got to talk cup, though. 
because our next guest, although he's a college hockey guru, I trust his hockey opinion more than most people in the world. As Ben Holden from the Big Ten Network hops on the show right now. Ben, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. Cheers to you guys up in Canada. I got the Timmy's as always. Love uh, it. I know you and I have chatted a few times going back to when we met when I was in D.C. I think it's the first time I've been on the video uh, video side with you, man. So it's good to see you, and uh, it's always fun to chat with you, Cody. Hope you well, the well. home studio in Michigan's looking awesome for you there. That's uh, yeah. not a bad yeah. setup. It's not bad. Yeah, that'll work. That'll work. I see you got a little commercial recording set up there, too. So, uh, hey, yeah. if you need commercials done, hit up my guy, Ben. Maybe that's uh, we get city life, everything college hockey, Minnesota yep. represent. Wow, you're getting a lot of love in the chat here early, Ben. But I gotta get your take on the Stanley Cup final here. I mean, game one, too, it was abs like game one was a close one, but let's be real, once they win, it doesn't really matter the score. Did you think Tampa had a chance after game two? Uh, no, I didn't, but then I caught myself and I said, okay. This team's been there. They've done that. They came back from 2-0 down against the Rangers. And tonight's the most important game in this series. I, I It's a little bipolar in, uh, in that regard. You, you have one team win 7-0 in game two. They lose 6-2, although I thought Colorado had – they had the push late in that game, obviously. But I didn't think Tampa would win. And now, I don't know where I'm at, man. It's To me, it's a coin flip. Did you really think that game three felt like a 6-2 game to you? Because, I I mean, I, I feel like the score didn't exactly tell the tale. Because, as you said, there was times where Colorado put the pressure on. Like, I'm not just talking about the first goal that gets waved off. Like, if Vasilevsky doesn't make two saves that are both up for save of the playoffs, like, yep. this is a 6-5 game, if not even closer, and maybe Colorado takes it. I, I can't disagree with that, Cody. I felt the same way. I mean, he stopped 37 shots, clearly the best game he played in the series and arguably one of the best games he's played in the playoffs. And here's here's where I'm going. I'm going to go back to the comment about a coin flip. I'll make a pick before we're done. But he's 8-0 in his last eight home games with a 1.57 and a 9.51, one shutout. Colorado hasn't locked, lost back-to-back games in the playoffs. So, I just, I don't know. This one, to me, I get the sense this one might be uh, the 15th overtime game of the playoff tonight. That's kind of where I'm leaning right now. Well, those numbers are crazy. And, of course, with World Hockey Report, we got our numbers guy, Pete's power plays. He's, he, I mean, he's banging it out. He had a clean sweep there the other night, 3-0 and on his bets. But, again, he looks into all that stuff, too, where I'm going, like, I got no clue if it's over, under, who to pick, first period, second period, whatever. He's got all that stuff locked down. But those numbers for Vasilevsky at home, like he's on level. Let's talk at the other end, though. 200 feet across, Colorado might have a goaltending crisis on their hands, eh? I think if they lose tonight, they do. I think that tonight he goes back to Kemper. He wasn't good the other night, but I still think he goes back to him. And, And I sound like I'm contradicting myself, Cody, because the guy that came in, was is six and zero, or was six and zero in the playoffs when he came into that game? So that's a tough call. But I think I, I'm I'm an old school guy, Cody. I, I go with the guy that you ride the horse that got you there, and and I think in part he got them there. And I think you know another horse that's got to really produce tonight and not just play well, but put the puck in the back of the net is 29. I mean he's got to make a difference in this hockey game 
like we've seen him make uh, throughout the playoffs so far. I think he's got to he's got to light the lamp a couple times for them to uh, to get the win here tonight. That's what I was talking about with Dan Murphy from Hockey Night in Canada earlier. I said, I think Nathan McKinnon needs to do more and can do more. Like, let's be real here, Ben. People want to try put him in the same conversation as Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews. I I don't see it from him yet. I still want to see him take over games like he did that one against St. Louis, which they ultimately ended up losing in. But I want to see him be a three-point-a-night guy if he's going to be talked about as a $12 million player. I agree with you. And he's fully capable. I mean, the guy just steps on the gas, puts his foot in the ice and gets up and down the sheet. Uh, I'd say it better than anybody in the league, but number eight back there gets up and down the sheet pretty good too, as we know. And uh, you know, repping college hockey, you know, of course, but you know, I, I think he's fully capable. And, and I loved what he said. When is it last year when they lost about we have, I have been in the league nine years and I haven't won blank. And that's true. And that's what you want out of your leaders. You want your leaders to be accountable. You want them to stand up. And and he is so much fun to watch. He keeps you on the edge of your seat. He keeps you on your toes every single time he's on the ice. And uh, I, I think he's a massive key for them tonight. I mean, it sounds obvious, but he can be good in all three zones. That's great, which he's been pretty much most games in the playoffs, right? But he's got to put the puck in the net once or twice for them tonight to win, in my opinion. Well, Ben, now that we're not on AM radio anymore, we can say shit. So uh, <laughs> I'll say it. You you don't have to. But uh, I just, haven't I'm won just... shit is what he said. <laughs> or I haven't won shit. Uh, Christian uh, Santiago says, who's uh, favorable to win tonight so I can bet? Well, it's pretty much a pick em. Colorado's at minus 104. The Bolts are at minus 109. The over-under is uh, at six, right on the dot there. So maybe lean you take the over? I do. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big numbers guy. 86 games in the playoffs so far. I mentioned the overtime numbers, Cody. 14 have gone to overtime. But right now, they the, the playoffs this season averaging six and a half goals per game. So that's uh, that's sixth all time in NHL history. So I would definitely – I took the over in, in every game. So I've hit that. Uh, the, the, the puck line, if you're interested in that, it's Tampa plus one and a half. Um, I would take that, but straight up, I'll just make my pick now. I'm going to take Tampa. I just think this team, and, and again, the numbers from Vasilevsky, although these bit me in the you-know-what going into game two, because the number, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Cody, was 18-0 and Tampa was after after they lose a game in the playoffs, yeah. and they lost. But I'm I'm going with Tampa tonight. I think I think they win tonight. Well, Jacob says Tampa 4-2 as well. I'm, I'm going to give you a crazy one here. And again, Pete's power plays. He's our guy, Philly Pete. But overtime is plus yeah. 320. So that's 10 bucks. Oh. You win 32, whatever, 100 to win yeah. 320. I don't hate that one. You said overtime a couple of times. I'm sold on you. I'm sold on you. Also, Vasilevsky per Jacob, he's 18-2 and two now. After losing game one. I, I don't know if that's just game one or just game losing a game in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think yeah. that's it. Adam Vanilla, huge college fan, says, what's up, Ben? Says, let's go Sun Devils. You call any Sun Devils yeah. games yet or what? No, I haven't. Uh, I haven't had the chance to do Arizona State, man. They're building something special out there. I love what Greg Powers and their program's doing. And, you know, what a recruiting tool. I mean, you know, the years I spent in the NCHC, we joked about that when they were starting their program. 
you know, would you rather look, I love North Dakota. I have a lot of friends that play there, guys playing in the league, young guys, older guys, guys still on that team, but like Tempe or Grand Forks. But what do you want? I mean, do you want the North Dakota, ever, all the amenities they have, or do you want to go for the weather? And what a great, great situation for them. I'm excited to see them play in their new rink uh, coming up this year. Well, if you're considering playing at Oceanside Arena in Tempe versus Grand Forks, that's that's the real conversation, <laughs> right. as you said. Right. But exactly. Yeah, weather, weather can change things. I'm excited for their new barn. I mean, you know, you can make yeah. all the jokes you want about the NHL team playing over there. I still think that's hilarious. But at the end of the day, for the college team, that's unreal. That's awesome, bro. Like that's what I yeah. compare to like Colorado College getting a new barn, right? Where Sacred Heart getting a new barn, where these programs that may have been fringe programs in the past now have these new amenities where they can yep. say, Hey, now we can start to compete with some of the big boys because we're recruiting them to legitimate facilities. I think of Miami, Ohio, you know, when they got their new barn, right? Like that's little yep. things like that go a long way. We got to go back to the Stanley cup final. We'll talk college hockey another time. <laughs> hey, uh, Tampa Bay, no Braden point. Do you think we see him in the series? I mean, if he can't walk, man, he's he's playing. I mean, it's I, I hope so, man, because I want to see the best guys, Cody. And and he is such a catalyst for that team. I mean, it's Kucherov, it's Stamkos, it's him. <clears throat> he's so much fun to watch. He does so many things well for them. And uh, that's a huge loss for Tampa. But you know what? They overcame it. And, uh, you know, they found a way to get it done in game number three. So I hope so um, that he is capable to return. But I think. You know, I'm a big bottom six guy, whether it's college, whether it's pro. And, and, you know, Sorelli the other night, the guy that I think Tampa's, they absolutely have to get going is Alex Kalorn. He doesn't have a goal yet. He scored 13 the last two playoff years. Um, you know, he's trying for that empty netter the other night. But those guys, especially, we know, man, hockey people know this, man. Those bottom six guys are so critical. You can't just have your top two lines carrying your team. You got to have four lines going. And on the other side, JT Comfer, I'll stick with a college hockey theme, played with Mott, played with Connor at Michigan. Cogliano won the gold with Team Canada in the World Juniors years ago. Jack Johnson, those guys, they've been big for them. Even Josh Manson scored. So, uh, you know, I think those guys are key guys on the Colorado side from that bottom six. When we think about Nazem Kadri likely getting in the lineup tonight, is he going to have any impact, Ben? Like, I, I, we've seen this before. Okay, injured player comes back. Yep, superhero moment. Team rallies around him. But sometimes it hurts the team more than it helps him if he's making uncharacteristic errors. Do you think we're going to see that from Condry tonight, or do you think he's actually ready to go? I think he's going to be in the lineup if he's ready, and I think he will make a difference with his speed, his attitude, the edge that he plays with, the hardness he plays with. Some would say dirty at times, but you know what? Sometimes that's hockey, baby. So, you know, I, I think if he's ready to go. He's going to play, and and I, I think he will contribute to their team. You know, a guy like Cogliano that I mentioned earlier, I mean, Cogs has been playing for, what, 16 years? I mean, what, Darren Helm, too. I mean, you know, I'm getting out of the college hockey realm there for a minute, but Darren, I mean, those kind of guys, that's going to be the difference, I think, is now we're down to potentially four more games in this series, and I think when it started, I was very comfortable saying this thing goes six. I don't care what Colorado had done against Edmonton. You're facing a different team. You're facing a team with two cups. You're facing a team that knows how to win. 
They've replaced guys like Blake Coleman that they've lost from their team and Goodrow with some of these other guys that have stepped in. Nick Paul's been huge for them. He's another guy that, you know, hopefully he's healthy. But at, again, at this time of the year, if these guys can't walk, uh, you know, that's the only way they're not playing, man, in my book. When I think of Darren Helm, I think of like 2008 Red Wings. It's impressive that him and Cogs are still going. You know what? And that's a great point, Cody. I mean, think about those Red Wing teams still even then. Those were still deep teams. I mean, that was a team that won, the, you know, won a Stanley Cup and lost the next year in the final. I mean, that was a hell of an accomplishment for him. And I remember seeing him a little bit in the American League. I was in the American League 09 and 10, so I missed him. But number one, his speed got him to the show as quickly as it did. It certainly wasn't – his game was not anywhere near what it is now, obviously. He wasn't as developed. But that's – to make that team and stick and to have the run he's had, I got the ultimate respect for a guy like Darren Helm and for Cogs too. I mean, I, I still say this, man. Andrew Cogliano, he is one of the absolute best skaters I have ever seen in my life. I remember seeing him at Michigan for the short time he was there. And I mean, just what a career, what a pro and man, can he, can he use those edges? He just, he skates so well. Okay. We had an absolutely electric guest on the other night, Sean, the Sheriff McMorrow. I, I, I don't know. Did you ever call any of his minor league games? I, I know you've called a few, but like, I, I don't no. know if you remember this guy. No name. Does Major junior guy, major junior guy. Yeah, he is. He is. He's an no, Ontario guy. I don't remember him. Okay, well, one of the toughest ever. And I just, anytime you tell minor stories, I'm going back to thinking about all them that this guy has because he just, he chucked him with everyone from like John Morasti to, you know, the, the toughest guys in all of hockey. I, hey, I was I was with Patrick Bortolo, who had a very short okay. career. And Borty used to go at it hard with Gazdick. And he used to go at it hard with Ryan Reeves when Reeves was in Peoria. I mean, some Donnie Brooks between Borty and Reeves, man. Those were fun times. Love the miners. I think you and me can both respect yeah. what those guys have to go to for making some uh, peanuts in the lower end leagues. Yep. Yep. Okay. I want to talk about goaltending for a second because Vasilevsky did get the shake. I feel after game two, like at what point, if you are John Cooper, do you start telling your D man, okay, guys, we gotta lock it down. Like McDonough, Headman, we can't get caught pinching anymore because Colorado is buzzing past us. Because there was a lot of these odd man Russians. You talk about uh, his thirty-seven saves. Well, they were still giving up a lot of good chances yeah. to Colorado. That that Avs team, they can put up six a game, and no one's really batting an eye. I I mean, even if you're even if you're buckled down, like you're saying, I mean, the the speed and the rush that they come at you with. I mean, it, 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 this, this may not set well with some, if you're a Red Wing fan, but it reminds me a little bit of the way Detroit played back in their heyday. I mean, and they, it certainly Edmonton, but you, you just, you can't cheat, man. You can't cheat at all. I mean, you got to have gaps. You got to have lanes. You better be in the right spot or it's going to be in the back of the net. So I think they've already went to that Cody to answer your question. I think that they have went to that mode of, all right, we're packing it in a little bit. We're protecting the house a little bit here. Let's not get crazy. Let's not get stupid. Get the puck ahead. If you got nothing, get it in deep and let's go to work. So I, I really think they did that pretty well in game three. And I expect to see even more of it tonight in game four. City Life Projects, give me a hard time for asking about Ontario guys. Everyone just, the world revolves around BC to some people. <laughs> so that, right. we'll leave that one out West. Hey, NHL awards were last night. And I, and I know you follow along too, where you 
Well, just give me your thoughts on Austin Matthews winning the heart. I, I guess I got thoughts on it too, but I'm curious for yours. I think he should have won it. I think it's hard to score 60 goals. I think that he deserved it this year. But if you're Connor McDavid, you're sitting there going, what do I got to do, man? Like career highs and goals, career highs and everything. I mean, so, you know, I, I look, Shesterkin got the Vesna. He should have gotten that in my book. So to me, it was down to, to Matthews and, and McDavid. And, you know, I mean, it's hard to get 60, man. It's hard to get 50 in this league. I mean, McDavid got, what, 44 and, and had, you know, again, a career year. So I, I would have voted for for uh, Austin Matthews. And, you know, I love to see the young Red Wing. Stevie Eiserman's, you know, last night was, uh, what did he tell uh, the guys on TNT that one night, how he relaxes? He was probably doing a little bit of that last night, uh, celebrating that. I mean, still around these parts, Cody, that pick, you know, it, it's much talked about. You know, he was projected, Cider was a 15th, anywhere from a 15th to a 20th draft uh, number draft pick in the first round and I mean I remember watching that draft going wow what the hell is he doing but we trust Stevie in this city and in this market and uh you know good for Mo I think they got that right I personally thought when they did the award I thought they were going to give it to Zegris and I'm not against the skill guys I love the skill guys but numbers and what the impact that he had on his team Mo Sider had a way bigger impact than bunting in my opinion and Trevor Zegers. So I knew a couple of guys playing over in Germany when Moritz Sider was a kid. Like he was playing with a okay. man at 16, right? And they were yep. all just like, this kid's legit. Cause everyone was freaking out at the pick. And there, there was a few people I knew that were just like, Hey, like give this kid some time. Like he's actually, he's a massive stallion out there. Skates well, great with his sticks. So yeah, it was cool yep. to see him win the caller trophy for sure. Um, yep. What I think about the heart trophy though, when Austin yep. Matthews getting picked, I would have a bigger issue if the Ted Lindsay didn't also go to Austin Matthews, because that means his peers thought Austin Matthews was the MVP of the NHL season. Like I put a lot of respect on that. Yeah, I, I see that. I do. I, I just, you know, again, it's, it's one number, but you hit 60, man. I mean, not many guys have hit 60 goals in this league and you know, that is a major, major milestone. So I don't know. Maybe McDavid's got to score 70 next year and put up a hundred assists and go old school Gretzky on us, man. I mean, I was he there because they never showed him. Did you see him? I mean, you were, I'm sure you're I, watching Sportsnet. I was but, watching, I was watching the dub, like the oil Kings game, the Memorial cup. I was, I, I was following on, but, along with it. Uh, again, I'm not here for all the gimmicks. Honestly, like I I'm fine with seeing the highlights of the award. Just tell me who wins. I don't need to yeah. sit through a two hour show. It was only an hour. So I watched it. Okay, well, see, that's I don't even know that much. I seen the Chris Snow part though; that was awesome. That's that a great, great family, you know, like an Alberta family that really has yeah. gone through a lot. That was cool to see. Yeah, it sure was. It sure was, and uh, all the best to his family. I mean, I can't imagine the hell they've gone through, and you know, we're all pulling for him in the hockey community, and you know, it's just a tangled web as we know this sport, whether it's minor, major, junior, college, pro, whatever it is. Um, you know, uh, you got to pull for him, and I wish his family the best. I got one more and I'll leave it with Adam's question here to close it out. Cause we are running out of time. He says, does it look like Corey Perry's in Kemper's head? I saw them getting at it a little bit, Ben, give me your final thought here. I'm giving it to you right now. Look, I'm nodding. Yes, of course he is. Yeah, man. And you know, again, I, I love guys like that. I mean, you gotta, you gotta get under the skin of players and you know, Corey Perry's as good as anybody in the last 20 years of doing that. And, 
I think he is. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting thing to watch. That line's another huge key. I talked about, you know, those bottom six guys. And, uh, you know, Perry certainly, you know, we know he's nearing the end of his career. And, and uh, you know, I still laugh about when he fought Pavel Datsuk years ago. But, uh, no, I think he is. I think he is. And I think you got to be. I think Colorado needs more of that. They got to they got to get more guys in front, get more traffic, and and try to rattle Vasilevsky, as we know. This guy, for my money, he's the best goalie on the planet. And you got to, these goalies see it, they're going to stop it. You got to get traffic. You got to get bodies. You got to try to rattle their cage a little bit. And Perry's done a great job of that. Ben, hey, appreciate you hopping on. Always a pleasure. We'll be in touch soon. Take care. You too, bud. Thanks. Ben Holden right there, hopping on World Hockey Report on a Wednesday. Game four tonight. Jacob, I saw your question. Is uh, Ben Holden Nick Holden's dad? No. Unfortunately not. Uh, Tim Long says, hi, what's going on, Tim? You're catching the final seconds of it. If you got a game four prediction, get it in quick right now because we got about, uh, let's say, 30 seconds left. I did got to make note, though. This is big news here. The federal government, they're freezing Hockey Canada's funding until the organization signs up with a new federal agency that has the power to receive and investigate abuse complaints and issue sanctions for inappropriate behavior. I thought that was big. I thought that was a, a strong statement, but a perfect statement by the government of Canada. And again, I'm not one that's going to be handed them too many, you know, softballs saying, hey, that's great on you. But the federal government did the right thing here. It's, it's a damn shame what Hockey Canada did. It's embarrassing. It's, it's really, it's a terrible look on the game here. But, for the federal government to step up and say, hey, figure it out. We're not giving you any funding because how you handled that was completely unacceptable, which it was. It was an absolute joke how they handled it. It was brutal. But I respect the hell out of the Canadian government for stepping up and standing up against you know the hockey world, against the hockey powers that may be. But yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. Okay, this is an interesting one here because NHL Rumors Daily as retweeted it, Greg Wyshynski says, interesting happenings inside the ESPN hockey fam. So what does that mean? They already lost torts. Are they losing someone else? Could something else big be happening there? I don't know. And Peter Boz also tweeting out, hearing from a team source that as of this morning, the plans plans for Nazem Kadri to play, assuming no setbacks. So it uh, looks like Abe Kubel. Could be the odd man out. Alrighty, I know we touched on it. Paul Maurice to Florida. I like the hire. Sorry, you know what? I feel bad for the kid there. It sucks. You got to lose a job. But end of the day, they're in win now mode. It's not time to groom a coach mode. No, it's win damn hockey games. Paul Maurice is going to come in there. He's going to help that team win. Hey, thanks to everyone who hopped in the chat today who made the show possible. Dan Murphy, Deandra Lou, Ben Holden. It was an awesome show. It was a lot of fun to host. As always, follow me on Twitter at World Hockey RPT, and I am there personally at Janner30. Nope, Janner on PXP. We changed it. Oh, we threw a curveball. One error, minus one. Hey, enjoy game four tonight. It's going to be a fun one. Go Bolt.